This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Jasmine Bertels, financial journalist and TV presenter, as well as Andrew Lindsay, MBE, co-CEO of Utility Warehouse and Olympic gold medalist. And we're here to discuss the rise of the second jobber. The new CEBR, Centre for Economics and Business Research report, which highlights that more than a third of Britons have a second or side job. Thank you for joining us, Jasmine and Andrew. Hi there, Clayton. Good to be here. Fantastic. Great to be here. Starting with you, Jasmine, Mm. about your current roles. Well, I do all sorts of things. I am actually, in a way, you you know, your typical second job, a third job, a fourth job. (laughs) I do... You name it. I do all sorts of things. So, you know, I, I had a portfolio career before it was called a portfolio career. You've got all the jobs, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I have, absolutely. And I'm I'm still looking for other ideas because there's so much that's interesting to do. You know, this people say, but you you've done this. You know, I said, yes, but you know, there's that still to be done. And there's oh, that's over there. That looks interesting, you know. So um one of the reasons why I'm here is because I run moneymagpie.com, which is um, you know, consumer and and money website. And we do particularly home in on money making opportunities as well as money saving. Because, you know, my feeling always has been, and and as I say, I live this in my life, is that it's not just about saving money. You, You need to be making money, extra money as well, to have a richer life, basically. So, Andrew, can you tell us about what your current role is? Yeah, so, so I'm the co-CEO of Utility Warehouse. We're a, a multi-service household provider. So we provide around 900,000 households around the country with their energy, their broadband, their mobiles, their insurance, a, a sort of one-stop shop. So we are clearly focused on saving people money on their bills. But actually, the way that we sign up our customers is through word-of-mouth recommendations from a community of what we call partners. And these are the apocryphal multi-income individuals, people who are earning a second income. Um, So just like Jasmine, we are a business that's focused on helping people save, but also to make money. I should be very upfront and say I'm very much aware of Utility Warehouse because if you're in the business world and you've ever done any type of networking, there's usually a chap or a chapess or person there that um, represents utility warehouse and the services they provide. So I think more than a few of us will be aware of the existence of utility warehouse. That's exactly what we want to be. We don't spend lots of money on on advertising with Facebook and Google. Instead, we, we spend our marketing by paying our partners to recommend us to their friends and families and people they meet. So it's a, instead of that money going offshore off to America, it stays in, in the pockets of households up and down the country. And on behalf of the Chancellor, I thank you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, could you highlight the rise of second jobs or side hustles among Britons? There's been a massive increase. Yes, there has. And um, I was particularly interested um, at the fact that the research found that we have around 20 million people in this country that have at least one other job. In other words, you know, we're looking at multi-income individuals, me's, me's. And, and just five years ago, there were only 5 million. And also the report has extrapolated, you know, it's gone forward and said that in two years time, there will probably be about 25 million who have multiple 
double incomes. And that just shows that this is this is a huge trend. It's not one of those things now where you go, oh, you got a second income. It's it's almost like, why haven't you got a second income? You know, why why have you only got the one job? Surely, surely you've got, um, you know, a, a side hustle as well. <laughs> What's interesting is that the rise of the multiple income stream person, maybe I'm creating a new category here, but as you said, Jasmine, the idea that you can only have one job seems to be a relic from the past mm. and the future seems to be multiple income streams any way you can get them. Yes, absolutely. You know, there are various things that have contributed to this. Um, firstly, salaries have not kept up with inflation over the last few years where we've seen, when I say, you know, the last two, three years at least, uh, in particular, where we've seen rampant inflation and salaries absolutely have not kept up with them. Um, so th there's been a, a sense that people have to earn some extra. And certainly the research by the CEBR, which was um, uh, instigated by Utility Warehouse, um, has found that the cost of living has been the prime reason why people have taken on at least one or more um, extra earners. Again, with the cost of living, people on a fixed income, so in particular pensioners, they have realised that they need to find something else to, to supplement their income. Because if you're on a pension, that is generally a fixed income. And as prices rise, well, you're really feeling the pinch there. So you've got that. Plus, of course, an increased desire, among, particularly among the young, and mothers and parents to have more flexible ways of earning money. And many of the, the ways of making extra cash on the side are very flexible. You know, the majority, I would say, are flexible. You can There are lots and lots of ways of making money in your own time or even while you're sleeping, you know, with investing, for example, you make money while you sleep. Renting out a room, that's that doesn't take much effort. And similarly, renting out a driveway or a garage, that sort of thing. And people are looking for flexibility as part of their lifestyle, really. And of course, lockdown contributed to some of, the, of that. Some, some people had to find another way of making money because the, the things that they were doing before were simply taken away from them. So there have been all sorts of factors, I think, that have pushed people into looking at um, multiple sources of income. Andrew, I'd like to ask in terms of this report, how much is the average monthly earning from these second incomes or second jobs or side hustles? It must be quite lucrative. There's a huge spectrum here, isn't there? There's the, the side hustle of you know, babysitting or nannying or so, you know, once a once a once a month to, to to somebody who's doing this sort of every day, twelve months a year. But for those people who are who are going at it, doing something every twelve months in a twelve month period. You know, the average earnings can be as high as ten thousand pounds a year, so it's a meaningful additional income. You know, it's almost half of the, the sort of minimum wage. So it's it's a really chunky amount of money, and when you aggregate that value up across these twenty million um, me's, you suddenly get a huge economic impact. That the report calculated that the contribution to the British economy is thirty billion pounds of additional contribution from the incomes. Um, generated by by Mies, and that supports 364,000 jobs. So this isn't just about people making a bit of extra money. It's also about the money that they then spend and what that does to the economy and the jobs that that creates in the, in the broader economy. But 
it's not going away, is it? This is going to be a continued trend. And the research even then points to the idea that there's a prediction of how much extra income will be earned by secondary jobs and side hustles. And how does it compare to the percentage, say, in 2017, where your side hustles were things that were only whispered about? I still think that the whispering comment is really interesting. There's been a fourfold increase in the number of me's in, in the last five years. And that's, as you say, predicted to continue to grow as more and more people respond to the cost of living squeeze that we're in at the moment, but also understand the opportunities that are available to them to earn a second income, irrespective of their background, their skill set, their experience, whatever. I think that we are going to see a continued growth. But the whispering point is really important because the research uncovered a really sort of disturbing stat. And that is that you know, a third of people who earn a secondary income think there is a negative social stigma associated with doing that. Now, if we were in America, we'd all be going high-fiving the fact that people <laughs> want and going out to earn additional money and taking control of their finances. But in Britain, we sit here and we go, oh, no, stiff upper lip, we mustn't talk about money. And I think that that barrier is beginning to get broken down as, as more and more people realize they, they kind of need or want or can earn a second income. But I think if there's one big takeaway that I have here, it's that we've got to work a lot harder to break those barriers down, to get more people to understand that there are endless opportunities to mm. earn secondary incomes. And therefore, the one that is right for you, if you want to be a a dog walker, then great. There's dog walking. If you want to rent out your garage or your drive to somebody to park on, then that's one for you. If you want to recommend ways to save money on your utilities, then become a utility partner. But there are hundreds of different opportunities. Mm. There really are. Absolutely. And I, I absolutely agree with Andrew, because I was quite surprised, frankly, um, that people felt this stigma of of having a second job. Because as I say, you know, my entire career has been all sorts of, you know, interesting money earners, in, including some, you know, that I've then put into my website, into moneymagpie.com, things like being a, a mystery shopper, you get free meals. You, I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't like that? <laughs> where, do I, a, where do I sign up? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm the sort of person, you know, that, that I'm I'm so proud if I get something really cheap, you know, and I'll go, yeah, look, see this skirt, it was a fiver at the charity shop. Isn't it brilliant? Whereas if I pay the full amount, I'm like, oh, I'll just keep a bit quiet about that because, you know, that's that's not terribly clever. So I, I think it's quite fun to be doing all these different things and and talking to other people about them. And, and I have also, I have a lot of friends who are actors, comedians, writers, and they've all got at least one side hustle. We call it a wrinkle. You've got a wrinkle. Um, um, and with things like um, one of them um, became a hand model because another friend of hers who's a comedian was making money on the side by doing manicures. And she said she was doing her manicure for her. And she said, oh, you've got nice hands. You could be a hand model. She became a hand model, you know. And then I've got another friend who runs his own business. He enjoys being um, a film extra. He does a lot on EastEnders, etc. It's just fun as far as he's concerned. But it's, you know, it's decent money as well. I mean, 100 quid a day plus nice food, you know, what's not to like? I think. <laughs> do you both think that not only do side hustles on second jobs allow people to gain an income, doesn't it often allow people to do the things that they're really passionate about? Uh, absolutely. And there's two different ways of looking at this. There's either the side hustle is their passion, in what you know, they, they are, uh, I can think of a, a, a guy who works for us in our product team here 
and he makes chocolates in his own time. And that is his total passion. He makes their, they're amazing. And he's made a small business out of that in, in his spare time. Or there is the other way around, which is you earn an additional income that then enables you to have the wherewithal to go and pursue your passion. And that might be, I don't know, skydiving. And you want to go and skydive and, and you can't afford to do that. So you develop a side hustle with the goal of, of, of being able to afford to do things that you might not otherwise be able to do. But there is an absolute, this, this world is a hugely creative, passionate world. This is mm. the, the why, the reason for people doing this often isn't just, I want more money. It is sometimes I need to pay my bills, but often it's also more aspirational. I want to be able to pursue my passion. I want to be able to be an organist. We've got a partner who's an organist and he, and, and he wants to play the organ the whole time. And this is what enables him to have that sort of sporadic income opportunity of, of being an organ player. Yes, and also you find that there are, there are people with specific goals as well. So, for example, um, we found from the research that it's people of all ages that have a side earner, at least one side earner, for different reasons. Very often there's a particular goal. So people in their 20s, 30s, either they're students, so they need to make some extra cash there, or they're, they're looking to get a deposit on a house. And I mean, we're, we're finding now when you look at the, the price of a, uh, of a house, you, you're looking at a deposit of at least 20 grand, really, just to get a 10% deposit. So you've got people in, at that age bracket who are aiming to, to get a deposit. That's They're doing their side hustle for that. And then families... I've got a, a friend who's a single parent. She has all sorts of side hustles and that enables her and her daughter to have a couple of holidays in, in the year. Quite often it's goal driven as well. But also there is a great benefit to the economy, isn't there really? Because I don't have the figures in front of me, but you may have them. How much did multi-income individuals in the UK spend on UK businesses with their extra income? This is the, the sort of eye-watering number that they, they earn these secondary incomes and, and and the story could stop there. But actually, what the CBR did for us is take that one step further and go, and what do they do with that secondary income? They spend it. And so they are spending £55 billion a year with businesses around the country. Now, what we, we asked them to um, sort of contextualise that. And that, that spend, I think, is it's extraordinary. It's like the sort of hospitality industry and things. I mean, it's, it's equivalent to the hospitality industry in the UK. It's, it's an enormous unsung contributor to the UK economy. And when you, I think I said a moment ago, you when you boil that down into, so what does that flow through into job creation? Then you've got this, this 364,000 jobs figure, which is, which is gobsmacking. Well, it is. It's a massive amount. And do you both feel I should ask you this question, that the government should be doing more to support people who want to maybe get a second or third income in order to provide for necessarily for themselves, but also at the same time, the amount of money that they're bringing back into the economy. I very much do. And uh, frankly, I've been deeply unimpressed by um, this particular government, um, which should, in, in my view, be a government that supports business. But Rishi Sunak, when he was chancellor, 
really seem to have a thing about um, small businesses and freelancers in particular, you know, micro businesses, desperate to, to get hold of their earnings, desperate to tax them into oblivion. And, you know, I think that really in order to support this growing phenomenon and, you know, just small businesses generally, whether it's a side hustle or whether it's your main one, government needs to back off and give more tax um, help, frankly, to, to those who are supporting the economy. There are a few tax, I'm trying to think of the words, but sort of tax relief um, things that you can make use of. There's, if you rent out a room, there's the rent a room scheme. So you can make £7,500 a year before you pay tax on, on rental income for you from a, renting a room. And you can make £1,000 in a year from your th- side hustle before paying tax on it. But uh, anything more than that, yeah, you're taxed. And I think that's not especially helpful. And, and I would like to see this government and whichever government comes in next, actually acknowledging that it's small businesses that keep this economy going. And that includes very much those who are doing side hustles. Indeed. I think that's right. So just, just to throw something in. I, I think that's right. But I'm. But at the same time, I'm not sure that the government but pointing the finger at the government and saying that they're holding this back, I'm not sure is right. I think it's a more sort of a societal thing. And I find funny, I think the media could play a much greater role here in supporting this as a, you know, overcoming the British aversion to talking about money. Mm. Let's get this on the table. This isn't, it's not the job of government. It's the job of the media or, and societies at large to accept that this is actually something to applaud, to celebrate. These 20 million people are go-getters, they're out there trying to improve their lot. They know they're up against it in many cases, but they're doing something about it. So rather than blaming the government for the fact that everything's going wrong, they're saying, no, we're going to sort this out. We've had a very lively, informative and spirited discussion here. So where can our podcast radio business listeners go for more information? With his website, which is multi-income-individuals.co.uk. Um, that, and that's where they'll find the research and the report. But I'm going to shamelessly point people to go <laughs> to uw.co.uk to start saving money on their household bills. They can do that this afternoon. And they can also there find out about becoming a UW partner and earning what could potentially be a really meaningful income by helping other people save on their bills. And obviously, Jasmine has an amazing website, moneymagpie.com, I think it's .co.uk. And .com. that is a, um, a, a font of saving and making um, opportunities as well. Excellent. Thank you both. Jasmine Bertels, financial journalist, Money Magpie and TV presenter, Andrew Lindsay, MBE, CEO, Utility Warehouse. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thanks, Clayton. Great to speak to you. Thank you. You're most welcome.